This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 261. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. I'm thrilled to have you here this week and every week for that matter. I love picturing your faces as you listen and hope as always that I'm helping in some way by creating this podcast for you. This is the first week of the new year and I promised last week that we would talk about resolutions and goals. And as I record this, I'm working with some downtime to think and write after the busy holidays. I have spent some time thinking of the year ahead and why I feel so compelled to push myself to create new goals and resolutions. And I've learned some things about myself over the years. And recently, I've learned that some of my own anxiety comes from overscheduling myself, also over-resolving, if you will. And I've also learned that in some way, it's a defense mechanism that I use. The overscheduling is part of me avoiding the feelings of one of being bored, not having enough to do, also dealing with my inner fears and anxieties. And it's so interesting, right, that sometimes the things that feel productive are the things that actually cause our anxiety and cause us to not do well and not feel well. So that brought me to the point of wanting to talk about this. So I'm going to try to go through this podcast and talk about setting goals and why we want to set goals and make resolutions, but also how we can do that and avoid feeling anxious about it and beating ourselves up over it. That's what we absolutely don't want to do. As a new year begins, many of us want to do this, right? Set goals, make resolutions, because we all want to improve our lives and get better and feel better and all the things. And we think that this process will make us better, the year better, or make us happier in some way than the last year. New Year's resolutions sometimes don't work, and they can actually make us feel worse. And most of us cannot make big changes overnight. So if we set over-ambitious goals, we'll absolutely fail. And then we're not going to be happier. We're not going to feel better. That failure creates anxiety and even that fear of failure. So we start to become anxious even before we set any resolutions or goals. So if you're anything like me, not setting goals creates anxiety, but setting goals creates anxiety because you're a perfectionist, you're an overachiever, and I know many of us in the veterinary profession are those type of personalities. That's why I wanted to talk about this. As I contemplated my goals for this year, I realized that 2023 was pretty fabulous, and that's why I did the previous podcast, because I want to acknowledge that what we're striving for is not always necessary. If you had a really great year last year and you did some amazing things, give yourself a pat on the back first. And most of the things that I resolved to do last year, I did. I published my book, I traveled, I coached many wonderful and talented veterinarians, and I enjoyed my life for the most part, even though there were some ups and downs. 
but why do I feel like I should do better? We don't have to do better. We can do better if we want to, but we don't have to. And that's where some of that anxiety comes from. On one hand, if I don't set any goals, I might sit around like a slug all year, right? On the other hand, if I select bigger and better goals for 2024, am I putting myself in a place of anxiety? Am I setting myself up for disappointment and failure? That constant need to improve, it feels ambitious, it feels great, but it also causes anxiety and unhappiness. Can we set goals? Can we make resolutions so we can increase our skills and have better experiences? But can we do it with decreased anxiety? And I think that we actually can. So that's what I was researching for this podcast, and that's kind of what I want to express to you. And so what I'm going to talk about are some ways that I think we can do this. I think I can set goals without being anxious about it. So the first step might be consider your personality when you're creating goals. People with anxiety are fueled by looking to and worrying about the future. That's what anxiety is. Some of us feel less anxiety if we have a plan or if we have a way to accomplish things. So do you feel better when you set a goal or do you feel better when you don't? Do you feel better when you break a goal down into small steps? And I think most of us do. Do you like to make lists? So if you do like these things, resolve and then check in with yourself to be sure you're not creating more anxiety about it as you work the steps towards planning this resolution. Start by getting to know yourself and what goals you can create that will not add but will subtract your anxiety. And one way to do this, and I I read about this in a few places and I totally agree with it, is maybe start with some values-based resolutions. Something like, I want to be a better friend. I want to be a better parent. I want to get more into my religion. Or I want to give more or give back to something. In order to be successful and non-anxious, you need to have a strong why attached to those goals. And so that always goes back to values, right? One of the best resolutions that I ever made, and it was super easy to keep, was about, I don't know, eight or 10 years ago, I read this book called The Life You Can Save by Peter Singer. The book was all about how a very small amount of money can go a very long way into saving people's lives around the world. It told all these stories of how a few dollars spent here can feed many, many people in certain countries, or how you could start with a small charity and it end up growing into a big help. And it doesn't take spending a lot of money or a lot of time, but this book related how these charities, and he had a list in the book, could help so, so many people. After I read that book, I was inspired. And so that year I resolved to give to one of these charities every month. Not a large amount of money, but something, whatever I could afford to some charity or several charities every month. And I took some of the suggestions that Peter had in his book of different charities. I just started to give. So I started in January and I picked a couple of charities and I gave to them. 
And then I got the idea that if I shared this resolution that I was making on Facebook, that maybe I could inspire other people by challenging my friends to start to give as well. So every month that year, I would post about the charity that I had just given to and list that charity and ask my friends to join me with their favorite charity. I didn't post or ask my friends to post how much money they gave. It didn't really matter. It could just be a dollar. It could be any amount. But as I challenged them to give, I also asked them to share whatever charity they gave to with me on Facebook so other people could see what they were doing. So I did this every month, just at the first of every month. I said, okay, it's time to give. Here's the charity I gave to. Um, Who's going to join me? And at the end of the year, I I was shocked at how many people joined me every month. Some people just one month. Some people every month followed my lead. And as I got through the year, I started to write down all these charities, all these different charities, and most of them I didn't even know about. And at the end of the year, I had a list of 75 to 100 charities. I can't remember exactly how many right now because it's been a few years, but at least 75 charities, different charities, got money from myself and my friends in that year. And I know that many people gave to the charities that were listed multiple times that year. And also probably gave and didn't list the charities. Anyway, it was this amazing thing. And it just came from me reading this book and making this resolution to myself. And that's kind of what I mean by values-based. That was a value of mine. I love to be generous and I wanted to challenge myself to be more generous that year. And it was super easy to keep. I just donated and posted it once a month. Super simple. And then I kept kept track of the charities, of of the the ones that other people gave to. And I'll never know how much money was donated that year, nor will I know how many people that we impacted by giving, but I'll bet that we saved some lives by doing it after reading that book. So be creative in setting goals that are values-based. Be creative in setting your resolutions. That resolution didn't cause me any anxiety. It was super simple. It was super easy. But I know that it had a huge impact on not only the charities that we gave to, but my friends. It made them think and it made them react. The other thing that we need to do when we're setting goals in order to decrease anxiety is manage our expectations or manage our ambitions. If you lean towards perfectionism, like most of us do, you'll likely set too many goals or make them too big or make them too specific. We would like to push ourselves out of our comfort zone so that we can grow and learn, but not so much that we become terrified of ourselves. That's where the anxiety comes from, right? So be aware and stay focused on Your values, which might be family time, physical health, self-care, rest, while scheduling yourself to be more successful. Focus on goals that feel attainable, not unattainable, because if they feel too big, that causes stress and increases anxiety. And so for some people, a resolution at all might be damaging. For some of us, too big of a resolution or too big of a goal may be damaging. So just manage that and maybe take a month off. Maybe don't set any goals in January if you're super anxious about it. Just let it lie. Have your goal be to not create a goal 
And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but sometimes it's a, a challenge that we have to make to ourselves in order to set the proper goals and to stay focused and unanxious. Another way that it, we can make it easier is to adjust your time frames because sometimes the time frame is too rigid or it creates unrealistic expectations. Like I want to lose 10 pounds in this month. You know, that's not realistic, at least for someone like me. So maybe you can resolve to exercise once a week or just do that for a month and then move up to twice a week in February. Slow and steady is the way we want to go. How about I want to quit drinking for one month and that would be dry January or dry February. Or how about just one day at a time? Today, I will not eat sweets. One day or one day per week if we're trying to lose weight. Take a day during the week that you know that you will have good resolve, not a weekend, obviously, and just say, okay, every Wednesday, I will eat no sugar or I will have no you know, bad treats. Something small if you're trying to change. If you can do that for a year, you will be slowly begin to change, right? And so sometimes that big time frame, it, you know, I'm not going to eat sweets for a month or a week even, sounds overwhelming to your brain and that creates anxiety. And if you're anxious, you're more likely to eat sweets, right? You're more likely to do the things you don't want to do because those are our defense mechanisms. Wasting time, scrolling on social media, realize what you're defense mechanisms are when you're feeling anxious and just resolve to lessen them a tiny bit so you don't have to feel anxious. Choose a shorter goal. Choose a shorter time frame. Okay, what, it, what are some of the mistakes that we can make when we're setting our goals or resolutions? And I'm going to go through a few of them. So the first one would be making goals that are too ambitious or too inflexible. We might say, I want to read five books a month when we don't read at all, right? Then we get three books read in January, and then we get ticked off because now we have seven books to read in February, and then 10 books to read in March, right? And it just turns into this big snowball of anxiety because we've set our goals too high. So a better goal for reading might be, I just want to read more often, and or Something like, I will start reading while my kids are in their lesson, because I used to spend a lot of times with my kids in lessons, so I spent a lot of time sitting in waiting rooms, and instead of scrolling through my phone, I would resolve to read during that time frame. So it's only an hour, it might only be once or twice a week, but I'm going to replace that scrolling habit with a reading habit. You might replace an hour of Netflix with a book. Don't swear off Netflix altogether, because that's too big. You'll, you won't keep it. It's too difficult when you're a big Netflix watcher, right? So whatever it is that grabs your attention that you want to change, just replace a small amount of it. Another mistake might be that we're not specific about what we want to do. So if you say something like, I want to be more positive or I want to be more mindful, there's no real goal to work towards. What does that mean? What does more mindful mean? How can I be more specific? So maybe the mindfulness goal would be, I will write one thought download or I will dump my brain out once per week. That will make me more mindful. Or I might start a gratitude journal to work on 
once a week or twice a week or each night, whatever you think you can manage, but just don't make it too difficult. If you never do gratitudes, start with just one day a week. If you never do gratitudes, maybe write one gratitude every night when you get home because that'll take seconds, right? You can just write one down. I saw this really cool idea on social media that I liked, and I've actually done it before, but it's been a while. But it was having a jar or something like that or a box on your desk or in your kitchen or wherever you see it every day. And when you get home or when you're at work, write something positive down either a gratitude or something positive that happened that day, and put that piece of paper in the jar. That's all you have to do. Write one thing and throw it in the jar. And that would be a great resolution for becoming more mindful or more positive. And if you do that every day, you will start to become more mindful. And if you miss a day, it's no big deal. Don't beat yourself up. Just remember the following day, oh, shoot, I forgot to do that yesterday. Write one down, throw it in the jar. These things are small goals that you can do that are not going to create anxiety, but that will create more peaceful, positive thinking. Another mistake we sometimes make is to make a goal or resolution that doesn't fit within our core goals or values, and we don't really care that much about it. We make them because we think we should. If you're you're thinking that you should do yoga, but it doesn't really fit with your personality, then don't make a goal to do yoga. It's dumb, right? Yoga is wonderful. I love it. But if you don't love it, don't do it. Changing behavior has to come from some deep desire that you have to change or something that you're passionate about. So let's say you're passionate about climate change. Maybe you can just make a resolution around that. Maybe start doing a little bit more recycling or I'm going to ride my bike to work once a week in order to save my gas or I want to do something small um, in my hospital to recycle more. You know, we, we had one person in our hospital that was super passionate about being better to the earth. And so she started this great recycling program in our hospital and she handled it, but she encouraged all of us to participate And it really did change the way our hospital thought. We threw out way less garbage and we recycled way more. But you have to be passionate about it or you have to have somebody that wants to be passionate about it, right? So think about your values when you're making goals. Something small that you can do to change in a way that you want to change. Another mistake that we make that causes anxiety in goal setting is that we think that if we don't do it correctly or we don't do it immediately, it's our only chance. You know, we get this mindful or mindless thinking that I have to start on January 1st or it's over. And that's why we quit, right? Because we fail. And I've been thinking this past whole week about my goals and resolutions for this year, and I haven't even written them down yet. I started to, and then I started to get anxious, and I was like, you know, this is silly. Why do I think I have to start on January 1st? I don't. I just have to start thinking about it and working on it and creating less anxiety around it, right? So we don't quit. That's why we have so much anxiety in general about New Year's resolution is is because we think it's a one and done. We think that if we don't do it every week this year, that we are failing. There are many, many chances that you have every day that you're alive to create new goals. It's never too late. 
And if you fail today, you can restart tomorrow. It's not that big of a deal. The reason that we quit and get fatter and fatter, say, when we're working on a weight loss goal is that we think if we fail today that then we're done and then we'll just start over next month or next week or next year, right? The trying, the little steps every day is the magic bullet. So keep working and plugging away at whatever you want and you'll eventually get there. Each day is a new opportunity. But if you're feeling anxious, don't do it. Just resolve to relax. Resolve to work on your anxiety. That might be our only goal this year is to become less anxious. And if you're failing over and over, perhaps you don't have a great why for whatever it is that you're pushing for, right? Maybe you don't really want to lose weight and that's okay. It's not that you're not strong enough. It's just that you're pushing yourself too hard. And mindset for success is key. Most people feel better about their goals if they're moving towards it rather than running away from it. Um, There was this Harvard psychologist, and he was an author, Jeff Brown, and he said, it's natural for humans to move towards goals that are healthy and bring about self-improvement. For those with anxiety, then, framing a resolution in the positive can be especially helpful. So having a positive mindset towards this process is super important as we're setting goals and choosing resolutions. So choose words that help you to remain positive. If you start to read your goals and you start to feel anxious, then you don't have the right mindset or you don't have them worded properly. So let's go through a few tips for managing your mind for this new year to set yourself up for success. Make those goals clear. Make them achievable. This will help focus your efforts and stay on track. If you feel anxious, it's either not clear enough or it's too big for your brain right now. Break it down into smaller steps. I had to do this so much last year when I was working on my book because I already had been working on it for a couple of years and I was like, all right, 2023 is it. I'm done. This has to get done. And in order to do that and not be anxious, I really had to break it down into tiny, tiny steps and ask for help. So that's what you need to do. Make it clear, make it small enough that you're not anxious. And then if that doesn't work, get some help. Practice being mindful. Being mindful and calm will make you feel less anxious even when things get challenging. And so you can incorporate into your goal setting things like meditation or deep breathing as you're working on your goals. So if you start to feel anxious when you're thinking about your goals, settle your body down, get into a more positive space before you make those choices. And if you can't do that, let it go for a couple of days and then try again. Another thing that we can do to create a better mindset is create more positive habits. The positive habit habits will help you achieve the goals, right? Improve your overall well-being. So pick a few things to support the goals. Like maybe I'm going to eat healthier in order to support my calm mindset. Maybe it's getting enough sleep. You could set a goal to go to bed 15 minutes earlier. That's going to be a better goal and create a healthier habit than vowing to go to bed two hours earlier. It's too big. It's too much. It's too big of a change. So if you're not a good sleeper, 
just go to bed 15 minutes earlier for, for January or even for a week if January sounds like too much. Keep yourself organized, but if organization is part of your anxiety, let some organization go, right? Staying organized is helpful to manage your time more effectively, and it usually reduces stress. However, some of us get more stressed if we're too rigidly scheduled. So use your planner to keep track of what you want to do, but don't be too judgy about it. I sometimes have to just write on my planner free time because if I look too scheduled or I feel too scheduled, I get anxious. So know yourself. What works for you? Staying very, very organized or letting some things go? Anything that causes anxiety, you're probably going to have to turn around and do the opposite. Even if it's just sitting still for 15 or 20 minutes until you start feeling less anxious. And then surround yourself with positivity. Surrounding yourself with positive people, positive environments can help you stay motivated. Get a supportive friend or family member. Try to spend some time in environments that make you feel inspired. Remember that managing your mind is a process and it takes a lot of time and effort. So be patient with yourself. Celebrate your little successes along the way. And give yourself a pat on the back. It doesn't have to be eating cake if you, you know, stuck to your diet for a day. But celebrate yourself. Give yourself some credit for any little forward progress. And here's a few questions you can ask yourself as you work on these New Year's resolutions and goals. How can I establish boundaries to avoid my anxiety while working on my goals? What things can I do? How can I recognize negative thought patterns that come up and contribute to anxiety when I'm goal setting or when I'm working on a goal? Because once you get them set, you have to work on them without anxiety. Are there ways to frame my goals or resolutions that lead to a more positive mindset? Can I make my goals sound more doable to my brain? Because remember, your brain will get anxious when it's scared. And that's what's happening. You're fearing failure. You're fearing not getting to this goal. Like what's going to happen? What would happen to me if I didn't finish my book in 2023? Nothing. I would just do it again in 2024, right? It would be fine. So it took me most of 2023 to get it done, but I did it. So just give yourself some slack, right? Cut yourself some slack. Start with small steps. Create a little bit of success and then repeat. Our brains do better with little baby steps because we're not easily distracted by them and we're not as afraid of them. And if you have a really big goal, break it down, break it down, break it down until it feels manageable because then you'll be interested and then you'll create momentum. Dave Ramsey uses this snowball analogy, and I think I've talked to this before. I may have even said this on the last podcast, but he does this for a reason. Starting with these small minor steps creates some success, and then it grows your momentum. And that's how we get to do bigger things. So as you work on your goals and resolutions, manage that anxiety carefully. And when you struggle, get help. Hire a therapist, hire a coach, call a friend. Anything that you need to do to remain calm and confident. This will build 2024 into the year of your dreams. 
and realize that things are going to pull you off task. Bad things are going to happen in 2024. They always do. So just expect that to happen. And then just get back going again. Take a day off. Take a week off. Take a month off if you need to, if something bad happens. But then get right back on that horse and keep going. I would love for you to share some of your goals with me so I can help keep you accountable. Or if that sounds too scary, don't do it. Share it with someone that feels safe to you. But share with me your success as you progress. I would love that. Okay, today I have one quote for you, and it's from Andrew Carnegie. And it says, if you want to be happy, set a goal that commands your thoughts, liberates your energy, and inspires your hopes. That is the way to become successful, right? And as always, if you need help, reach out to me. You can find me on my website, theveterinarylifecoach.com or juliecapel.com. And also, you can get a free coaching from me. Don't suffer in silence. Make sure you reach out. There's so many places to get help, and I am your biggest cheerleader. So go out there this week, start working towards your resolutions. And if it starts to feel anxious, take a break and then do it again later. And then take a break and do it again later. Okay, there's no reason that you need to be anxious about goals. There's ways that we can set them without anxiety. Have a beautiful week, everyone. Bye.